For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We have a great UFC Unfiltered today with myself and Matt Sarah. David Branch joins us for the majority of the show, and we have a great talk with him. Hope you like it. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Indeed, we are your hosts. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I are here. We have David Branch coming in shortly. He's uh, here in New York uh, training. I guess he's training at Henzo's, right? Oh, yeah, man. He's a Henzo Gracie Jedi. A Henzo yeah. Gracie black belt. <laughs> you got my arm extended. Now it's awkward. So I got my arm extended. Every time we start the show... For the people at home, I I charge my phone. Yes, you do. Well, I need that to get home. I like to I like listening to music and stuff. Sure, you do. You know, how is it so dead by the time so you get I, here? It's I don't know. I don't. Well, I get up and I, I have it. If I don't charge it, I I use it while I'm shaving or I'm, I'm going to to go train. Yeah. <laughs> then on the train is another hour. You know, it takes oh, it's an hour coming. Yeah, in. It's okay. an hour coming in, Jimmy. Uh, you, you you just jump on the A train. You're here, me. You know, I, it takes a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about that when my contract is up. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm happy that David Branch is coming in. I'm excited. You know, yeah, after I after I saw that clip of him in that barbershop, we're going to play that when he comes in because I like that. I, I like that. This fire, this fire there. Yeah, I did too. I, I, you I, know? I guess he's just trying to get people hopped up for this well, fight. I don't know. I don't, or maybe he's just... Really just fired up. Yeah, people seem to not, like other fighters seem to genuinely not like Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold. So. He gets that a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, one of, I'm one of the few guys that kind of get along with uh, most everybody. I like Luke I mean? when I've spoken to him. I liked him. Me too, but a lot of guys don't. That is true. They think he's cocky or whatever and arrogant. I don't know. I mean, I always got along with the guy. But, you know, th- this is... Uh, that's exciting. I like I like when guys don't like each other. <laughs> yeah. like you know why? Because they get a fight in a cage. Yeah, it probably feels better for them. Yeah. Although sometimes when they don't like each other so much, it can make a better fight. Other times it makes them a little hesitant because they both have so much on the line and they dislike the other guy so much, yeah. they don't want to make a mistake. That, that Once in a while it works against uh, the fight being exciting. Well, this is this is what we call an opportunity for David Branch. A huge opportunity. Certainly this is... is I mean, Luke Rockhold. He if he if he beats Luke Rockhold. Rockhold's number three, I it's, believe. It's, correct. It's huge. It's huge for him. <coughs> it's yeah. huge for him getting a W over him. But if he beats him down, if he finishes him, if he goes out there and 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 he's Branch the Destroyer, and he and he's oh man, who if is he's it? Barbershop this, this, Branch, as you said. I did say that earlier. 
I was going to spring that on the audience. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you. But I, but I gave you, you credit for it. You ruined. You yeah. ruined my whole fucking but, thing. But, but I was all happy about it. But didn't I give you credit for it? <laughs> you did, Jimmy. I wish I knew some of your fucking things. No, <laughs> you're making me laugh now. I had a big thing all set up. Oh, I didn't know. No, that. I didn't, Jimmy. I didn't. I, didn't I was going to say this. This is what I was going to say. Matt called him barbershop brand. Well, because you I see just that said it because Matt, I didn't know you didn't. I didn't realize you didn't even you, say you it. You didn't let him coin it first. But, but I did say, as you said well, earlier, yes. it's Matt's. Thanks, friend. Carlos Mancina. And I'm only kidding. What the fuck is that? Fucking use it. I'm only kidding. No, this is the thing. If he made an example. Of them, if he went in there and he destroyed him, they'll be talking about David Branch. BB, BB they won't be saying this. the same <laughs> David. They won't be like, "Oh, now that's David Branch." They'll look at that Instagram and they'll say, "Look, man, it, just like we talked about uh, um, TRT Vitor, sure, broke Fitch. That's right, Barbara Shop Now we got BB, yeah, Barber Shop Branch. I like that. What? I like that. I love it. I love it because you came up with that. You're my friend, Barber Shop Branch. <laughs> Frick, if that sticks, yeah. <laughs> I remember Jim Norton came over. No, it's you, all good, Jimmy. You'll get full credit. Jimmy, I listen, said you said it. Remind me. Well, I automatically look, give credit. I can't take. I this. know you can't, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't. You're not trying to fucking steal my lemon little fucking phrase. It's not right, going to stick. But I'll tell you right now, he I'm goes out there it. and knocks him out or strangles him. I think they'll be talking about. Or if, gives, or, or, or if, if he uh, if he gives him a haircut. As we say, that's that's what Joe. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's that's. I I wish. I, I wish. If you what'd you say? If you give him what? I said that uh, barbershop branch. Uh, it looks like if he chokes him, if barbershop branch gives Rockhold a haircut. Yeah. All right. Once again, a, a a perfect example of why I wish I controlled those damn things. Because it would have been faster. Well, I mean, it just takes away the effect of the boo. That's a that was a, that was a, a warranted boo. But when you have to tell the joke again, it's fucking sucks. Although, all right, Dana White did announce something. Talk to me. That should be cheered. Oh, oh let me scratch my nuts. Cool. It's not bad, though. I'm clean. No, no, why would it be? No, I'm clean. Tony Ferguson. What? Will fight Kevin Lee for the interim UFC lightweight title. I'm clapping already. At UFC 216 on October 7th Octo- in Las Vegas. In Las Ve- yes. That yes. is a tremendous yes. fight. That's hey, let me tell you, Kevin Lee was very impressive in that in his last fight against with, uh, uh, Michael Chiesa. Yes, yeah. And uh the controversial stoppage or not, you know, which I, I, I didn't think was as controversial as I mean listen, I know. No, it, I know when you watch the replay, it was a good stoppage. It was a good I, stoppage. I mean he st- when you stop defending yourself and it you can't like play dead. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And I listen, I really do really like that guy. I love seeing that guy, Michael Chiesa, you know, but it's uh, always a controversial stoppage. Do you watch the replay? Like when Alan Joban recently got stopped and then he stands up and like, he wobbles. You're like, yeah. the guy was finished. It was just weird with the other one because the second he, he went in there and, but there's times guys actually went out and then they come right back. But it looked like he was just on the verge of really going night night, and then when he stopped it, he's like, "Hey, hey, how's it going?" <laughs> yeah, but a ref can't chance you know? that a guy's guy's yeah. arms are down; he's not defending himself. A ref can't chance that he's gonna the, pop up. The point is that he is extremely good at strangling people from the back. His rear naked choke—it was—it. It, I mean, he does that beautifully. I mean, I mean, how many strangles does he have now from the back? He has a couple, two or three. I'm gonna say, yeah, in the UFC. Uh, it, it's one of those things where if he gets that position in the fight with Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson's a durable guy. Yes. Um, 
on top in his guard is 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 you know that's why I wanted to see how Khabib would handle him on the floor because he's got a very wiry guard. He works with uh, I think I believe he's a brown belt under Eddie Bravo, so he's got a very dangerous close guard, high guard, rubber guard. Tony. Tony, yes, but. If you could get him on his shoulders or if he's going to get up and exposes his back, if he gets on that back, Kevin Lee, I put out there like um like an Aljo Sterling, who was that good in that position of taking the what the fuck did Chris the producer? I asked him out? there's something sticky on the table, so oh. I asked him to get a napkin quite silently. I don't put my elbow on something sticky. You know what's funny too? David Branch is about to get here and sit right there. And no, he, no. and he probably heard of your humor, and he probably sees the stickiness. It's just, all over the table. He just assumes the whole table is sticky. That you yeah. whacked Who the off. Fuck in uses here. Who uses this before? It's the Wiggles. What the fuck happens? Yeah, I Thank fucking. You. What is the Wiggles? Man, it's a kids show. <laughs> is it? I would know that. What the fuck? It's fucking annoying. What the fuck is the Wiggles? I'm not trying to interrupt anything, but like, we have a guest coming in. The table's sticky, like we're nine year olds. Uh, yeah, yeah. What is that? Kevin Lee has three rear naked chokes in a row. Three. Who? Finishes. Who was it? Besides um, Mike, Michael Chiesa. Uh, Let me Mag- guess. Roy Nelson and Demetrius Johnson. I don't, yep. I'm just guessing. Crushed it. Uh, Magomed Mustafiev, uh, Francisco Trinaldo, and then Chiesa. Dude, come on, man. That's 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 not a that's not a coinkadink. No. It's and not he, a coinkadink, Jimmy. Then he has Jimmy, another one against James Rutasser. I'm listening to everything you're saying. No, no, I'm sorry. I, thought, I saw you pouring the water. I am. I'm cleaning up this table. We have I, a guest coming. He's um, going to put his, his put fucking like, middleweight elbows in sticky shit. I thought that was like a protest of you just... Look at you. You're so nice. I'm, you I'm doing that for the for the, for but, the uh, brothers that aren't here. You ever see that in the fucking gangs? They dump out the <laughs> drink for the guy who got shot. For your dead homies? That's right. All right, Jimmy. I have a lot of dead homies. I'm fucking pouring out some water because I don't drink. Go on now. You don't. You got a. You got a sober lifestyle. I do. You and me both. That's true. I don't drink though, really. That's true. I don't wear condoms. Yeah. No. So what are you saying? Don't let me distract you. I'm just cleaning up. I'm listening. No, but now you now, now I'm, I'm thinking about the whole no condom thing. I your know, condoms like shrimp wrap. Shrink wrap for me. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. It's rough. I'm a taste. Know? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's fucking gross. You're funny, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, no, I don't like but, you either. No. What was I talking about? Kevin Lee versus Tony Three Ferguson. straight uh, Renegade chokes. I mean, that's one of those things where if he gets on his back, could he get him off? I mean, and, but and standing up, Kevin Lee's no joke. My fucking thing keeps going on and I, don't, I keep hitting it with my fucking fat belly. And I trained today too. You look good. You know what I've been watching on YouTube? I, I go through different stages of watching shit. <laughs> Jimmy. What? Male know. bodybuilders? No, no. I, I, that, that, <laughs> I, I got past that. Um, I've been watching a lot of like lions versus buffalo or, oh, yeah. or prey fighting back. Yeah. And I love, I, I don't know why. I've been fast. My wife's like, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, she always see me watching that shit on my phone, on my iPad. And it's like, uh, like the buffalo, like, like it's a buffalo getting jumped by three lions. And then all of a sudden, you see like one big bull be like, huh? and leave and come back with like a bunch of pos- posse. And they fucking just start haunting them, throwing them up in the air and the lions take off. Yeah, I like that too. That's what I felt like today with fucking Pete Drago's cell smushing me up against the kid. Was, was he all over I think yeah. something goes off in that guy's head. He thinks he's back in the UFC or something and he's fucking trying to kill me. We, you know what? As we train in a cage and that we roll in the back in the cage. We had the geese on too. He just like, smushed me up against the cage. Now, if a guy gets his hands locked underneath your ass, you're screwed. You might as well just cut your losses. You're on the floor pretty much. So he's got his fingertips touching. I'm doing a full split. Fucking trying to get an underhook to get... There's a long arm and a short arm. Let's say if you're trying to take me down against the wall, Jimmy, and your head's on 
this side of my body, Matt, my Matt's left, left side, side yeah. yes. And your right arm would be your, your short arm, the same side as your head. Mm-hmm. The other side, away from your head, on the, on the opposite side of my body, on my right side, is your long arm. So if I bring my arm underneath and get on, the, you're trying to take me down with one arm now. So sure. I take away your arm. Does that make sense to you? Sure, it does. And, and you uh, also raised me up a little bit. By yes. Arm, yeah. So I don't know. I felt like that nature. I felt like the did show. You get him, did, did he get you down? Uh, we had a scramble. We went back and forth. And uh, I ended up on top, but it was a good scramble, man. We, it was great. And How long like, was it? Had you rolled for? Uh, it was a four-minute match because we had uh, there was four of us, so every four minutes we'd Swap switch out. with a different partner. But there was uh, there was an even amount of guys, so we okay. didn't really take a break. Touching your pee pee? No, I just didn't shave, and it's huh? touching. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't shave yesterday, and sometimes no. it happens today. You shave shit. your every day. You shave every your groin. Day. Yeah, I do. Stop doing that. What do you do that for? I'm in the shower. Am I going to just look at it? Yeah. I don't want to see gray. It does suck when you see some gray somewhere. No. Yeah, it scares me. See, I buzz that. I do that when I go away. And my wife's like, why are you buzzing your... Why are you doing that to you? Getting a, like, a, like a porno trim when you're away. What the fuck are you doing? That's right. She doesn't say it like that. She trusts me. But I just say, I go, I go look. If I do this shit at my house... <laughs> this, is what I'm this is what the audience wants to hear. If I do this at my house... I can't get pubes on the floor. Even if I put a towel down and I get like pubes on the floor, and it's, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm doing it for her. I go, honey, I'm, I'm giving you a porno. I'm, making it, I'm keeping it spicy. Yeah. You don't want to get yelled at for getting them on the floor. <laughs> it's not even funny. Jimmy, why do I have such a good time here? I have fun with you, Jimmy. You make me fun. laugh. I didn't say anything. I don't know. I'm just enjoying your cry. pube on the floor story. <laughs> uh, I can't do it at home. I get yelled at. I don't like walking around with a fucking little afro down there. I don't either. You know, I gotta. I, and, then, and then I end up like saying, I don't. I'm not hairy, but I'm like, you know what? I see a little hair in my belly, and so I start buzzing. And then I buzz my belly, and then I buzz my hair, my 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 chest. My back's getting not hairy, hairy, but it's a little bit more than usual because I want TRT. That make that put. That's why I don't go on because I'm afraid to put hair on me. I have no body hair, dude. I will listen to me. I'm like a tall baby. I will take my erection out. and club you over the fucking head not that makes loud. me want to take it right it? Exactly. it'll do that for me fuck I love it I'll start working out more oh man dude, dude, fucking, what is this does it give you more energy <laughs> look at my fucking calves are you kidding me they're good look at that thank you I've never <laughs> seen them before so much I, I show them a lot I am, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a bragging Jimmy you're humble bragging about your calves I'm kind of I'm a humble guy no the GNC lady today was like, you used to be a fighter. She's nice. Big black lady. She's very cool, though. Very nice lady. And, I, and I've been going there since I've been coming here with you. Sure. And I stop in on every Monday and Wednesday. It's in Penn Station. Someone probably told her you were a fighter. So she, I go, yeah. She goes, oh, I didn't know that. I say, he's such a humble man. I'm like, oh, thank you. I thought she was flirting with me. No, she wasn't. She's she nice. wasn't. She likes you. <laughs> no, but she likes me. I talk to every Monday and Wednesday. She don't be like, see you Wednesday, she, Matt. She probably got a peek at your so calves. She couldn't, she couldn't <laughs> believe I was a fighter. Well, she could, I guess, but. Uh, oh yeah. God, Jimmy! I'm sorry. Yeah. What's that? What's that? Oh no, I was gonna say uh, Johnny Hendricks. You asked about if Johnny. I miss fight. Johnny Hendricks. Uh, multiple sources, not confirmed by the UFC yet, but multiple sources reporting that Johnny Hendricks will fight Paulo Barashina in a middleweight fight uh, at UFC 217. Fight who? Paulo Barashina. That's who I would have matched him up with. <laughs> Which one is 217? Is that November? New York? That's November 4th at the Garden. Yeah. Come on, Johnny. Yeah. Um, Come on, Johnny. Dude, you're only as good as your last fight, Johnny, and you're better than that. You understand, Johnny? Johnny, we're pulling for you. What is going to be the main event? Huh? At, at, at in New York, I'm, I might, I'm in a guess. What are you talking about? 
Do we know the main it's event? It's GSP versus Mike. Oh, Bisping. Right. Has that been confirmed? It's not UFC, not official, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, ah, that's, that's okay. Down. And then the undercard is probably going to be the or the undercard. The uh, co-main is going to be TJ against Cody. Maybe, yeah. We think. What's going on with TJ and my buddy Aljo Sterling? Um, could you? Because somebody said I heard, I heard things. I heard. Hey, do the, the Robbie? Do could you do Bobby De Niro? I heard some things. Sure. Good. I've been hearing things. Oh my god! I, if I close like my you eyes, walked in the room. <laughs> holy, you channeled him. Yeah, that was the worst. Fucking that <laughs> wasn't a good have Fucking chip to him. All right, fuck. I hear things. Do that. Get that fucking face off right now. I'll get it off. So, um, sorry, Jimmy. How about this? Let's let, what, Jimmy? You read and I'll read. Let's 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 act it out. You <laughs> be Aljo, it. and I'll be Cody. All right, where am I? I'm Aljo. Oh, you're doing, dude, why, where the fuck am I? Ooh, oh, here we go. All right, I'm Aljo. <clears throat> dude, why am I? What? I got to hear motherfucker. My pubes are bugging. Right. Come on now. All right, this is Aljo. Cody sliding in my DMs like a little bitch-made hoe. Then a fan tells Aljo to at Cody directly. Okay. Don't need to. We follow each other, and he clearly looking up my tweets, but he tried to downplay my win, laugh out loud. Our time will come to scrap. Downplay your win? You beat a washed up Barrow. You are hashtag free money. Caraway broke you and he's afraid to fight everyone. And like I said, I'll strangle you with that fake ass chain you wear. Wait in line, boy. Oh, At TJ Dillashaw's next. Funkmaster UFC just riding high off the biggest win he will ever get. Can't be mad at the boy. Oh, shit. That's me saying oh, shit, not Aljo. Uh, I'm hearing this all for the first time right now. I didn't yeah, now you're Aljo. Unless you, unless you KKK, stop calling me boy, motherfucker. You liable to get your shit beat in talking like that. Talk your shit. Don't be asshat. <laughs> Facts. I don't know. What kind of hillbilly shit he over there tweeting, but that sounds that out of, but that, wait, hold on. But that out of bounds. Wait, hold on. Over there tweeting, but that out of bounds. Wrong or not, he ain't dumb. That's some, capital, by the way. That's some dumb ass shit to say. Talk shit, leave the racial, you got to help me with that word. Connotations. Why would you help him? Oh, I'm sorry. Say it again. Connotations. That's connotations. (laughs) Out of it. Oh, man. Is that it? Yeah, so... How many times did he use boy in that? Twice. He called him boy directly, and then he said, can't be mad at the boy. And I I get that... (laughs) Are they the same age? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he's trying to be... I think it's just shit talking. But I excuse Connor more when he does it, because again, growing up in Ireland, you don't understand the racial dynamics as much. You know them, but you haven't lived with them. Cody, I don't think he's a racist at all. But it's like, come on, Cody. You do know that that's going to be heard a certain way. Well, he probably she call him a bitch. Hold on, did he call Dillashaw Dillashaw boy ever? <laughs> I don't know. Did he call Dominic Cruz when they're fighting boy ever? Maybe. So listen, if he didn't, that could it could just come out that way. Like he might think of Aljo as more of a kid because he's a a, a greener guy than a Dominic Cruz. Then you know what I mean? I, you're right. And he is famous for saying hanging with the boys. But it's just... It's, I fucking love that. I do too. That's not racial. I love... Listen to me. 
I love that. But if you lit, look, man, and I love the hanging with the boys remix. You also know that you can't say you should. You shouldn't say that to a black guy, even though I don't no. think he's being a racist. I think no. he's just saying it. But it's like, eh, it just kind of sounds bad, and you Ugh. know the implications of it. It's like once in a while, you just got to say it a little bit better. I'm, I'm not clap snapping at you. I'm try, I was trying to do this off air. Yeah. Can't my phone in case David Branch oh, sure. texted me saying that he's going to be later. Okay, I don't see. Anything. I want to ask David what he thinks of that. Of like what? as a yeah, fighter, man. does that with that body? He's a black guy. He's a fighter. I want, I want right. the world. What? No, I was just saying. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I want the world to know about David Branch. No, I don't got nothing from him yet. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, he was coming. He said twelve oh seven. We're doing all right. I'm sure he'll get you soon. Now there is some news too. Uh, reportedly, Kelvin Gastelum and Anderson Silva finally agreed to rebook this fight. Uh, November the 25th, Ooh. UFC's making its first trip to mainland China. UFC fight night in Shanghai. So that's a big, big main event for that, for that uh, country. Yeah, that's where they Jimmy. do it. Um, they have not made any official announcements about the fight yet, but that, that's tremendous if that's, uh, if that's what they're going to do. That, that's a big main event for, Sh for Shanghai. Shanghai? Well, Gaslam said he wouldn't fight in Brazil anymore, which I don't necessarily believe. Why, why don't you believe him? Because if they throw money at you and it's a big fight, you'll fight anywhere. Well, look what happened last time. Maybe he thinks something's going to happen again. True. You I just know? think if they offered him money and said, we're going to want you to fight here, you can fight there. And when do they talk about that possibly happening? That's uh, UFC fight night. Uh, I do not know. Is there a date on that? Yeah, November, November 25th. 25th, potentially. That's so crazy. You know, we're talking about November. It, you know what I'm saying? Time's flying, though, Jimmy. I can't believe it's the end of the... What am I saying? It's Summer's almost over. It's been nine months since the New York fights. When did we start this podcast? When is our... June of 2016. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. we've been here... Wait. 14 months. All right. It's more than a year. I didn't even realize it is that. more than a year, yeah. Right? Yes. I have 10 months left. Put your shirt down. You're losing friends. No, come on. I'm sorry, Look Jimmy. at my belly. Why did I say that? Because you're mean-spirited. I'm not mean spirit. You're in good shape, Jimmy. Maybe okay. it depresses me because you're in such good shape. Here's some here's some good news. What, Jimmy? Because uh, I literally thought that he was finished. Ooh. Tony Zuka posted a photo of himself and Matt Hughes to his Instagram yesterday. I was stunned when I saw this. Yeah. He said, I can't even describe the emotions I'm feeling as I write this post. Less than two months ago, I didn't know if my best friend was going to make it. And tonight we made a jailbreak for sushi. And he wrote, in disguise, ha. Talk about a roller coaster of emotions. His progress is nothing short of a miracle. He's working so hard and fights through the frustration. He is and has always been an inspiration. I can't wait to hit the match with him again. And he told me today he has one more round left in him. He laughed, but definitely wasn't joking. Thank you for all your prayers. Please keep him up as he still has a long road ahead of him. I am witnessing the power of them firsthand. So thankful. And Matt Hughes looks thinner. He looks like he's lost some weight. Uh, I'm guessing he was in a wheelchair just by the position of the guy behind him. But the bottom line is he was out and about having... I literally thought until I saw that photo that he had not opened his eyes yet. No. Or I thought that he was a vegetable. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was communicating and slowly recovering. Yeah. And he may not be 100% or who knows if you ever get back to 100%, but he's going to have a functional life regardless. Uh, no. I, I was so happy when I fucking saw that. Yeah. He, that dude, that's, a, that's, a, that's a light years away from where I thought he was. Yeah, man, and hopefully, uh, you know, I, I don't know how that works with the head, you know. But he stuck out for some sushi. Yeah, that accident was a couple of months ago. It's not well, like it was a year ago. Well, hopefully, he's like, recovering. The head can still keep recovering. You can, and, and uh, who knows, you know? I just hope the best. But it is good that he's up and about. Dude, that you know, was tremendous news. Right? He, I, I literally would. I was expecting 
to say like he squeezed the hand or he gave the thumbs up. He's doing much better than I thought he was. That's great news. That is very good. Very, very good news. And uh, speaking of news, I love that Mayweather is doing this. Uh, <laughs> what Mayweather keeps saying this. Mayweather knows the criticism about him has been that he's a defensive fighter. He's boring to watch. Pacquiao yes. fights sucked. So now he's saying, hey, this can't be a defensive fight. I have to come after him. Literally, May- McGregor releasing that video, Mayweather saying this, they are just trying to let you know this is not going to be a boring stay away from Connor and outpoint him or knock him out in the 10th. What I do like, what I, I seen him on, uh, I seen uh, Mayweather on um, a, a clip on Jimmy Kimmel. And he was saying how he feels he kind of owes it to everybody after the um, his Pacquiao fight didn't really it stunk. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't. He didn't say it that way, but he did say that he feels he owes the fans an exciting fight. He does. He owes a better fight. He does. So let's make this one. I don't think he cares about what he owes the fans. He cares about making 150 million, and I get that. But he has to sell the fight. Once he's in the ring, he's going to do what he has to do to win. But um, I think McGregor is going to surprise him. I think McGregor is a lot faster and hits a lot harder than he thinks. I was impressed uh, whether the, you know, keep out of it, the whether it was right or wrong and releasing the footage or this and that. But having said that, I was impressed with watching. I don't care what round that shit's in. I mean, you know, he was he looked accurate as hell. And he wouldn't release the whole video, he said, because uh, he don't, well, yeah, you don't want him to, him to see, see everything, everything he's, he's doing. doing. But man, his, his, his accuracy is something else. You know, and if if Mayweather holds true to his word and says he wants to make it more exciting to hurt somebody, you gotta you're there to get hurt. You know what I mean? You, if you're just countering, that's one thing. But if you're saying if you're gonna do what you said, you're looking to put somebody down. I mean, you know, you watch; he's so accurate with his with his strikes. It's it's gonna be very interesting. And by the time people hear this, it's I gonna think, kill. By the way, it's, it, gonna, it's gonna, gonna do extremely well. <laughs> I may be away that week. I'm thinking of taking a vacation. Um, again, the last weekend of the summer, I may be in Iceland or something, and wherever I am, I'm going to watch this fight. Two weeks away? What is it? Yeah, 26th. Uh, yeah, the 26th. Uh, now, this airs on Thursday. We record on Wednesday. We have to break that wall because the decision may be made by the time you're hearing this on whether or not they're going to fight with 16-ounce or 8-ounce gloves. They're both petitioning to fight with 8-ounce gloves. I don't know why the commission would say no if they're both asking for it. Right. Uh, but again, the boxing commission... It, to me, it just it, it stinks so badly so many of the times. It wouldn't I, surprise me if they said no. I stepped on your foot twice already. And I, I, and I said sorry once. I'm not going to listen to me. It's on my side of the thing. I didn't even notice. I might do it again. Go ahead. It's on my side of the... Yeah, I'm just I'm just sticking my foot out straight. I can't Jimmy! Help I'm uncomfortable. All right, Fucking Jimmy. pubes Why? are bugging me. What's going on with you? You are moving around a little bit. What's the matter? You, you. Pubes are bothering you. Is that what it comes down to? A little itchy. I'm happy your throat is better. It's much better. You know? I took antibiotics. It still hurts a lot. Like, I swallowed water before. I'm still in a lot of pain. But it literally felt like there was a thumbtack in my throat yesterday. Really? The last time I was on. It was terrible. Might have, been a, might have been a pubic hair. No. I've had those before. Yes? Yep. <laughs> yeah? Gonna, ah, you, know, it's like, you get them out. Like, ah, yes? Yeah, you do get them out. It's like a furball. I wonder what Barbershop Branch is. I love that name. Man, what, what made you think of that one? I just thought of it because it was Barbershop video. Hate you. Why? I give you credit for it. Took away all my thunder. You're like what Ariel did to fucking Dana with that Brock fucking <laughs> surprise. And he hates no, it. but I gave credit. I gave credit to you immediately. I wasn't trying to. I was just stating it because that was th- that to me. You, that was so definitive when you said it. That was just his new name. <laughs> He's get, but listen to me. You, Dana you, was hot under the collar about that 
about yeah, uh, Ariel saying that. <laughs> he was none too pleased. <laughs> yeah, he's not a fan. But uh, I'm a fan of David Branch. I am too. I hope he gets here soon. Barbershop Branch does fucking flow off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, he, it really he does. He takes care of business. Dude, he fucking If gets... that guy from the barbershop, that guy. Yeah. That guy's not going to play. That guy's not playing it safe. No, he comes in Maybe... there swinging a blue comb. <sighs> what? I said he comes in there swinging a blue comb. Because he's, bar- like, like he's a barber? Yeah. No. It's not that he's, he's not Barber Branch. Barber, I'm saying Barber Shop. Barber Shop Branch. He hits you with both. He kick, kick, no. punch, punch. It's like a Barber Shop Quartet. No, he's not a, no. He's not a, he's not talking like Sweeney Todd. He's it has nothing to do with thing. being a barber. Sure it's it about how he acted in the Barber Shop. Absolutely. He no. might, he, he wants, he wants to give Rockhold a haircut. Fucking, I wish I controlled that shit. Cause this guy's not doing dick. With that fucking thing, it's gonna be played out if I boot him again. Well, you should do it once in a while. I mean, right. it's it's boot. Don't do it now. I'm not Don't do you that. fucking touch it. <laughs> I'll fucking boo you. No, I'm sorry, but uh, Jimmy, some of them are worth boos. I don't think it's gonna be an easy fight, dude. Obviously, <laughs> which one? The, uh, Rock hold against Brand. Not be an easy fight. This is the thing. Go ahead. Well, I don't want to cut say, you off. I mean, well, fighters are tough. You know, you know that. Yeah. You know, see, fighters are tough guys. Jimmy, you know what else is tough? Toyo tires. Good guess. Um, you know, you look at certain fighters just refuse to go down. Yes. I mean, there's a bunch of we could name. Cormier refused to go down. He was eventually yes. put down, but he was a guy who refused to go down. Yeah, he's going to love that, but go ahead. But I meant that. He did. He refused a tough guy. I want to talk about Toyo Tires. Speaking of tough. Well, look, I'm just, I'm just saying that they're durable and Cormier was durable. Yes. He's a tough dude. I'm praising Cormier even though he lost. Cormier is like Toyo Tires. Durable. Yes. Tough. Yes. You want those tires down, you got to put them down. They don't go down easy. Preach. That's why Toyo has been a proud sponsor of the UFC. And just like the UFC fighters, Toyo tires are built for battle. It's an all or nothing philosophy. Durability, aggressive design, on and off-road capabilities. Yes to all of them. Living life on the highway, Toyo has you covered. Spending some serious time off-road, they have a tire for that too. No matter what you drive, Toyo has what you need. And frankly, the tires look cool. Very important. It's almost like being a good fighter who just outpoints you. Like Woodley got criticized for throwing so few punches against Maya. He outpointed him. He didn't show killer instinct in that. Like he didn't do, even though I defended uh, Woodley on that. I, obviously, it was a boring yeah. fight. I would love to have seen a little bit more. I respected what he did. He stuffed 27 takedowns, whatever it was. Yeah. But uh, it didn't look cool. It's got to look cool yeah. as well as being effective. That's what a Toyo tire is. Frankly, you know, looking cool is very important. And they're, every vehicle, every terrain, it's all or nothing. Toyo tires. Look, the next time you need uh, tires, ask for Toyo. I heard they're very durable. You're right. They don't go down easy. Like we discussed, Daniel Cormier. Can I say it again? Sure. Toyo tires. To experience more, visit. Oh, ToyoTires.com Backslash UFC That's where they know who sent them Yes, they do Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan And it's such an intimidating process for all of us Look, this is really simple Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th with rocket mortgage you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision it's convenient our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with rocket mortgage the touch of a button 
And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Yes. Up, yes. Get in here. What's up, man? What's up, man? Good to see you, brother. This is Jimmy. Hello. We're on the air, buddy. Okay. How are you? All Pleasure. Right over there. You met Chris, the producer. Get in here, David Branch. What's going on, guys? Oh, but you look in shape, dude. Look yeah. at you. Go ahead. You got the headphones on. And if you can get close to that mic, we are, we're, we're on. Like we talked earlier, David said, hey, listen, are we going to be on? Anything I need to know? Because I'm going to come in hot. Yeah, you're coming in right. He's like, coming we, in we hot. We've for 30 minutes just talking, covering some UFC news, <clears throat> and now you walk in and you're the interview. So we're happy Get, to get real close to that <laughs> thing. Make love to that mic. Here we go. Uh, now, when do you go to Pittsburgh? I go to Pittsburgh probably the week of the fight, maybe like four days out, five days out, something like that. I'll probably have to do uh, have media obligations, things like that. Um, I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, you look good. You look fired up. Now, I am. I wasn't too happy with that freaking Uber driver, though, you know? You know what? Yeah. Mike stunk today, too. Why, why was yours awful? He, he followed the GPS. He's like, it's like, dude, you, you live in New York. Like, you know exactly where to go. Take Atlantic Avenue. Get on the FDR. And like, like, like I, why do I got to sit in your car for an hour and 15 minutes? You know? Oh, you came in. You came in. Why don't you take the subway? You're a big dude. You can defend yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, I, just, I just needed to get here quick, you know? Oh, okay. Is it longer? The subway takes you longer? Sometimes. It depends. Okay. You know that uh, David Branch and myself... It's almost like going to the. It's almost like college alumni. Where Henzo Gracie Academy. Oh, you are. Right? That's right. He's a, a black belt. That's right. On the master Henzo, correct? That's right. Yes. When did you start down at uh, RGA here in the city? I came uh, from Helsing Gracie Academy. I started around two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yep. That's it. Because I see. I would and Matt see... is one of my uh, senior classmates. <laughs> he is. He's I would one always of the first. see. Yeah. I would always see David when I'd come down because I was fighting in the UFC at that point. But I opened up my storefronts in two thousand and one, so I wasn't. By that time, who took my role there was John Danaher and Sean Williams, who was probably there when you were there, yep. right? Yep. So I just missed seeing David on a daily basis because I was in the city five, six days a week. Uh, up until 2001, 2002, because I was still, and I was still there. I'd still see you every time I'm in the city, training hard. And look yep. at us now. I know. Now you're headlining a UFC show. Yeah, I can't wait to do this thing, man. Does yeah. it feel different than, this is your first time headlining a UFC card. Mm -hmm. Does it feel different than, I know you were the champ in the other, uh, in, in the, um, the, uh, the World the, Series Yes, fighting. exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, does it feel different? Like, in this, is more pressure or... No, nah, it's the same, Matt. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I was exposed to a, a, a lot of stuff there. And it, it, I think that it was good training for this. You know, it's it's yeah. all the same at the end of the day. You know, if you uh, if, if you allow yourself to, to, to be overwhelmed by the, 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 the environment around you, then that's just on you. You know what I mean? You're still going in there with a dude with gloves. You know what I mean? With who, 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 you, who you've trained for. You kind of like scouted them out. You know, you just got to blink out everything else. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You just got to go in there and take care of business. So you the know? additional media obligation, which is, to me is the difference between like being, besides the pressure of the main event COVID, is you have so many additional media obligations. But that doesn't distract you or bother you? It, it doesn't. I mean, I think I needed to get the first one out. I mean, I can't sit here and just lie and just say, okay, like that stuff doesn't affect you. I mean, you know, my last, my first fight back in the UFC, I fought in front of 20,000 people. I was like the first card on, a uh, first fight on the, on the uh, pay-per-view card. I mean, and I hadn't been in that situation in a long time. I think that I did pretty good. That, um, that was with Chris, Chris jo uh, Jocko, Christoph yeah. Jocko. Yes. yes. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think that that was good just for me to get like used to everything. I know what it's like. I know right. the landscape. Yeah. Um, UFC fight night is not going to be as big 
as the uh, show that I fought on last time. It'll be more similar to a uh, you know event that I'm used to when I fought uh, uh, as a champion in World Series of Fighting, I that, believe, that, or a little bit bigger. True. Where where uh, where was that where you fought in front of twenty thousand? It was Dallas. Dallas. That's Dallas. a lot of people. What was that main event? I don't remember. Miocic Stiopic uh, versus. Uh, uh, Miocic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miocic versus, uh, uh, I think, uh, what was, was it? Was that the, JDS? Oh? No? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that feels like it was yesterday. I, that, yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah, that, <laughs> right? that is a while ago. It goes fast. Now, listen, we were just talking about before you got in here. I now listen. This is this is the David I'm used to seeing, uh, Jimmy. You you tell him the name again. But tell I see it. I see. Oh, you gotta wait. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I seen a different side of you recently, and I and I love it. Know why I love it? Because you're gonna be in a fucking cage soon fighting. Mm-hmm. We seen you in a barbershop. Now, could you just <laughs> could you just play that to remind the audience yeah, about this went down? It. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. Now. I want to hear this again. Yo, Lucas, man. The fuck is you talking, man? Huh? I heard your little punk ass fucking interview on Ariel Hawani. Hmm. Self doubt. Motherfucker, what the fuck is you talking about, man? I ain't lost a fight in five motherfucking years. That's right. You can't box, and you don't got no fucking chin. Nope. You getting in a motherfucking cage with me? You stupid? Man, you cold front, man. I'm going to beat you like you stole something. Yep. Watch what I do to this motherfucker. Now, now listen. That seemed very organic. It didn't seem like a... There's a lot of people now just talking shit to... to talk shit. It sounded very natural mm-hmm. and very real. Where did that come from? It, it came from the bottom of my stomach, man. Like, it, yeah. it's just how I felt at the time, you know? Like, I, I really didn't even listen to the interview. I don't yeah. go on the Ara Hawani show. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, you know, it's not that, you no, know, for any other reason. But I heard some of the things that he was saying, and, and I was just like, what the hell is this guy talking about? It sounds like projection, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, you, if, if he's the one who got brutalized and knocked out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's anybody that's self-doubting somebody, it's, his, it's itself, you know? I haven't lost a fight in five years. I don't know what this kid's talking about. Right. That does give you, uh, I'm sure, and he hasn't fought since that fight, has he? Since Bisbee no. took the title. He took quite a while off. It's dangerous in there, and the eight corners are doing. People can get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, but that, now that, <laughs> that tone, I, I freaking love it. I love it. And we were just talking. If, now, are you happy with just a, a W? Now, you can get a W. If you get on top of him, your jujitsu is good enough. And I seen this in your last fight. And I'm going to get back to the barbershop thing in a second. But, and I've seen this because you're so good in jiu-jitsu that you know that if you're in the guy's guard, it's, not a, it's very unlikely of the guy submitting you. It's not happening. So you could yeah. kind of just, not blanket him, but just take away his offense and you're winning. Yeah. But I know and I've seen firsthand you go with good guys that you, and if you've done it in the past, not like mm-hmm. you don't do it. Pulling the trigger and passing and and finishing passing getting a dominant position you got the tools to do it you got i mean it's i could say to you an old friend i don't want to i'm not i'm not attacking i'm not trying to criticize your style because again you do five years undefeated I, man, I'm, I'm listening to I didn't you go, i didn't go I'm on mis- i'm listen, listening to you i didn't go on a fucking five-year undefeated <laughs> run maybe i shouldn't be talking shit yeah. but you're only as good as your last fight you won your last fight mm-hmm. you if you you have the ability you have the ability to beat luke rockhold you mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. If you finish him, if you pull that trigger and open up mm-hmm. both standing and on the floor and take him out, mm-hmm. then we're talking no longer David Branch. We're talking, we're going back to that fucking clip. We're talking Barbershop Branch. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> there was TRD Vitor. There was Broke Fitch. Barbershop Branch in there. 
being that fucking guy looking looking for a chin, looking for a limb, and getting talked about the next day for a fucking you know title contention. That guy in the barbershop was just shades of things that I've gone through in my past. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just like a little bit of the real me coming out. But uh, to what you said, Matt, you're right. Um, you know, in that fight, I could have like you know solidified some positions, sticking it to half guard, you know, making him sticky on Passing the floor, the line, and past the knee line a little bit. But I got too content. I knew yeah. he wasn't going to be able, to, and I got too yeah. content with just like standing his guard and just dropping elbows because yeah. we worked that, and I wanted to work yeah. some new tools. I wanted to, sure. I wanted to see what it was like, you know, whooping somebody with some elbows, just, you know, inside I the guard. Hundred percent understand. Yeah, you know, I, I my game went through transitions where I was a, such a pure me as a person. Mm-hmm. I went from a street fighting kid, fighting in a tough man contest at 18 without ever sparring a day in my life, but I was a tough kid, then getting into a total different mindset with a jiu-jitsu philosophy of never exchanging, closing that distance, getting the fight to the floor where it's no longer an exchange. So it was, it was a no-no to exchange. Mm-hmm. Then after getting out of that mindset as, as I went on as a fighter and getting comfortable in that pocket and and believing in my hand. So it's like I went through this I went through this process of on the floor with Shoney Carter and Eve Edwards where I was winning, I was dominating, but I wasn't striking enough. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying like when you started placing yourself in that guard and letting loose. And I remember the fight that turned the corner for me was my Jeff Curran fight. And that was after a break. And I would do a I'd call a technical ground and pound. Be in his guard, punch, elbow, he opens up, a foot goes in my hip, kick over, pass, strike, boom, pass. You know what I mean? All stuff that you're definitely capable of doing. Luke Rockhold on the floor, do you think he possesses like like anything that you should really watch out for. I mean, how do you feel you match up with him just grappling wise? I mean, we we've, we've seen some uh, some some stuff that he does. Uh, he he likes to front head. He likes to hold on to those positions. If he gets you uh, when he fought Chris, uh, Chris was dominating the fight, and uh, Luke was just uh, content with uh, holding stalemate positions, looking yes. to get back up to the feet. Um, sticky you know, guillotine. Sticky guillotine. You know, he likes one of those, he, yeah, he, even he, with he one arm, play, it looks yeah, annoying. He likes yeah. to play around with that. He'll try What's to, a sticky guillotine? I haven't heard. Well, well, I mean, that's that's not even a coin. Like, I mean, in other words, like when Chris was, Chris mean, was getting him down, and Luke didn't have both hands locked up for a guillotine sure. choke, uh, but with just one arm in, it was still threatening enough. Right. So Chris couldn't really settle in on cross side, or it was annoying him enough where he had to address it right. and it was making space for Luke to get out. I'm sure you, we addressed this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been working a lot with on the floor with, with Henzo, with Danaher, with... With uh, with the Danaher Def Squad. Nice. I've been working a lot with uh, Jerry Rinaldi, another one of my grappling nice. guys, um, the Rinaldi brothers, uh, you know, Gary St. Ledger. You know, nice. so all of these guys, we, we've been using all of the grappling experience that we all accu- accumulated over the yes. years, even myself, and we want to address these problems. You know, yeah. we know that if we get in on them or when we get in on them, you know, yeah. what he's going to try to do, and we're going to break them down, you know? What's nice about being a black belt at your level, and I felt this when I, when I finally, like I said, went through those stages of believing in my hands from sparring, is that you could let loose, being, the, being that guy that's so been on the mat for as long as you have, in the worst positions possible, you could let loose with your strikes mm-hmm. without that fear of a, of a takedown. You don't want the guy on top, mm-hmm. but if he does, it's not the worst thing in the world. You've been there a thousand times, getting out, getting up, putting guys down, putting guys away on your back. Mm-hmm. You have that guard. It, it, the fight continues. So you could really let loose with your strikes if you you choose to. Yeah, not only know? not only that, Matt, you know, like I a lot of people don't understand that I've been wrestling for over 10 years. Yes. And I've been wrestling with really high-level wrestlers to Olympic level, to collegiate, All-Americans, different uh, kind of caliber wrestlers like that. So if I get taken down, I mean, if I want to get back up to my feet, I can get back up to my feet. There's nobody in the world that's going to hold me down yeah. 
on the ground longer than I want to be held down on the ground. If I'm tired, you know what I mean, and yeah. I need to catch a breather, then I'll stay, I'll play guard a little bit. But then when I feel like it's enough and it's time for me to do damage yeah. again, I'm getting right back up to my feet. There's nothing that anybody can do about it. Yeah, this is a this is a really big fight, man. You mm-hmm. know, this is this it's is a huge. great because Rockhold hasn't fought in so long. And where do you see yourself? Like, say you win this fight, uh, where do you see yourself? Like, who again? I know you don't want to look past Luke Rockhold, mm-hmm. but if you win this fight, you know that this this puts you in a place that you're definitely not in right now. So where do you, where, where do you, who do you look forward to after that? I just want to I, I just want to win this fight, um, and then after that, you know, I want to let the you know. I mean, I still think that a lot of people don't. I've been here before. I've been here with. <laughs> I've been here with Yushin Okami. I've been here with a lot of different guys. The guys are like, oh, man, Branch has got no chance. And then I clipped these guys out. You know what I mean? This, yeah. is, this is another guy, you know? The last guy that I fought and I lost to was Anthony Johnson. Yeah. And that was at a catch weight. You know, Anthony came in a little bit bigger than me, and we, we, we settled our differences inside what Was it 195? What was the weight where you fought at? Um, I came in like around 200. <laughs> it was a little bit bigger than that. But you know what I mean? Like, I lost that fight, you know? And I'm not going to go back and discredit yeah, decision, Anthony. Right? For, yes, yeah. I lost that fight in the decision. Um, and then from then on, you know, I, I took a different attitude, you know, and I became a professional. Well, Yushin Okami is a huge feather in your cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, Yushin Okami yeah, of is course. Jimmy Norton. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah. He's fucking dangerous as hell. Yeah. Big, powerful guy, you know. Uh, there's a, the confidence of not losing in five years and then getting back in the UFC, getting that W. Confidence has to be at an all-time high, no? And the prior experience in the UFC and then going on that win streak out of the UFC, I mean, what, what do you take from all that experience? Are you, you, do you feel like a different guy in there now? Does it feel just more, I don't, in, in the octagon? Like even the walk out, does it feel more comfortable? Everything feels comfortable, Matt. I'm like really numb to it now. I'm not gonna, yeah. I, this is gonna be my 25th fight. If you don't wow. got things down packed by then, you know what I mean? And you're not a little numb to it by then. I mean, like, what are you doing, you know? Experience is so important. That's what I'm saying, you know? It's like, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's one of those things to where it's like, I'm just trying to master the amount of violence that I can fl- inflict on a person. Sure. And I have, a, I, have, I have such a large vocabulary of techniques to draw from that, like, sometimes I just get lost in what I want to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why did you say you became a professional after the Anthony Johnson fight? What did you think that you didn't do? I mean, you obviously have to worry about his power, so what do you think you didn't do in that fight that, that, that you wanted to do? It was my preparation. It was my mindset leading up to the fight. It was how I prepared for the fight, you know? I didn't take it serious. I, I wasn't, you know, I was training, you know, don't get me wrong, but, like, I wasn't training like I train now. Right. I, this is all I do every day. You know, I mean, beside, you know, running my business and stuff like that, this is this is what I do. I eat, sleep, and breathe this. This is nothing else. What kind of business? I have a jiu-jitsu school, David Branch Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, you, where's that? That's in Hoboken. Oh, okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Well, how long did you have your own spot for? Almost a year now. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's fairly new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do people find out about that in, in Hoboken? Is it the website or something? Website, you know. Um, What's the website? Uh, DavidBranchJiu-Jitsu.com. Oh, there you go. So this is big not only for you uh, as a fighter, but it raises the profile to the point where people see, like, oh, yeah, okay, I saw that. This is, this is, so it's a, it's a big fight for that as well. Yeah, I mean, that always helps, you know what I mean? I, I think that that business is always going to do well. I've done enough in the sport already Sure. Uh, that if I just wanted to just uh, drop the gloves right now and just say I don't want to do this anymore, I'm still going to be fine. Um, but, you know, I came to the UFC for one purpose, and that's just to get my hands on the belt and defend it a couple of times. And, and uh, that's what I'm here for, you know, to check on that. Are you a good teacher? Like, meaning, are you a, okay. like a, a patient teacher? <laughs> I'm a patient teacher. I'm a patient. I, I teach from my experience, like some, somebody like Matt who's done it. He's been there and done that, you know. So, like, when he teaches his students, he's teaching with a, a certain kind of conviction and belief. He's done it before, you know. So it's just like, listen, you're gonna do this, or you, or 
you know, it's not going to work for you. That's yeah. it, you know? There's something about when you show something <laughs> where, like, yeah, this one saved my arm from getting exactly. broken versus Caro Paris. <laughs> when you're like, yo, I can show you this one that saved my arm or got me out of getting strangled yep. in a real fight. Yep. It's, the students it's like, different. It's students different. like that. Mm -hmm. But that's what's nice. That, that always gives you... Uh, having a, a school or me, I've always been a teacher as long as I've been a fighter, actually, even before. And it always gives you that feel, you know, that comfortable feeling of if everything went away, you still have your school, you still have your jujitsu, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, well, how'd you get involved with Brazilian jujitsu? Because I know, did you have the wrestling background first? No. No. I came from okay. a karate background. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, what was your first uh, into martial arts first? What'd you start off with? I started off with karate, and I thought that that was jujitsu because it was it was spelled J U J I G T S U, and it was traditional uh, Japanese jujitsu, which how, was like wrist locks and stuff yeah, like how, that. How old were you? I was like twenty. I was like okay, 20, you know. All right, and then like, from there, from there, I did like a bunch of karate tournaments, and I just would like buy UFC and Pride tapes. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And I would it. and I would just like study from that. I would buy the old grappling magazines. Matt Sarah used to be in the grappling magazines. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. a bunch of uh, you know pioneers of the sport were in those kind of magazines. The the uh, in the grappling magazine, the black belt magazine, and, and they would go through these like tutorials of like the move. And I would just do that with a couple of friends. And and one day my sensei was like, "Look, man, you know, I think that you're in the wrong place." And he sent me a, a an address to a, a Helsing Gracie school that was in the Bronx. Oh. and that's how the journey started there. That's teacher? where you're from, right? Who was your teacher there? Mike Casey. He was okay. a yeah. Sounds Mike familiar. Casey. You from nice. the Bronx? Yes. No, what was it like growing up there? Was it uh, was it was it a safe upbringing, or was it like one of those ones you're either gonna go one direction or the other? You either go in one direction or the other. Really, you know, and and, and it's pretty. The, the when when you get shot out the gun, you, you're pretty much geared to go in one direction. Yeah. If you can veer that bullet off, you know, then then you're pretty strong, you know. Yeah. Did you now? Did you did you have times where you thought like you might not go down the right? Because uh, it's hard if if everybody in your around you is doing a certain thing, it's kind of hard to not fall into it. No, I fell into the same thing that you know that was available in my environment. That's all you do, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how did you get out of that? Oh, man, that like it just had routine. that. Like, it, it it took me getting like locked up again and again and again. It took, oh yeah, yeah. It took me going to work, and and just realizing that I'm on the train with the same people, the same time every morning. And I was like, wait a minute, man. You know, something's not right here, you know. I, now, I, I don't want to do this. Would you get locked up as like uh, something violent, a fight, or a... Uh, I mean, it was just, of... it was just like, you know, you know, when I was younger, you know, I didn't yeah. have a lot of money, you know, so like, you know, there was a lot of drug dealing going yeah. on and stuff like that, so I got well, involved. Well, look at you turning stuff. your life yeah. around. Yeah, man. That's an inspiration in mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. Now you're headlining a UFC fight, fight I know, night. I know. Would you this fight when you were locked up? I got locked up for one day only. This, this is why I pay my taxes. I spent 27 hours in the tombs, and I'm like, I'm not going to survive here. Wait, why I did you? I can't do it. What happened It was Jimmy? a radio stunt. Me and Louis Black were in a cell together. It was, it was a radio stunt. There was a bunch of naked girls on a bus, and we got too close to Clinton's parade route. It was a whole thing. And, uh, <laughs> and Giuliani had us arrested. It was, it was, it was, wow. just, it was 27 hours. And it, but they put us in the tombs just girls to break our on ball. a bus. Getting her, that got me both horny and scared at the same we time. We were literally just calling into the radio show. That's called bullpen therapy. Yeah, it worked too. Because <laughs> did it, you burn it, your clothes? I, I always do. I always did. Oh, no. I guess because it's so... Stink. They do, yeah. yeah. No, but I remember being grateful I didn't have to shit because there was no door yeah. on the the thing. And one of the guys was giving me advice. Like, no, no. What you got to do the way is you take toilet paper and you roll it up and you shove it in there to stop. I'm like, I don't want to live like this. This yeah. is not the way to go. That's not good. But there were guys in there that were so comfortable. Yeah. So comfortable being locked up. A guy was yelling at the guard for his cheese sandwich. And I'm like, that guy is 
is is relaxed is here as I am at home. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing. So yeah, I'm like, and you, don't... Get a, and you get thousands and thousands of people who think like this, and well, they do, and they're and they're not afraid when they're there. Oh, well, maybe no. he was just a delicious cheese out. sandwich. Not get... Well, the two, a lot of these guys, the one thing that saved us. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> the one thing that saved... <laughs> this is the really delicious. Yeah. It probably was. I actually yeah. heard a homeless guy in there. He was like, he he kept going to the CEO. He was like, I was promised another sandwich. Aww. And he kept saying it all night long, all night long. And then we, yeah, we, we, we they, he got a sandwich and we got him out the cell. You know, he was making too much noise. Yeah, he was yeah, being yeah. loud. Do you see fights in there? And the, the two of the people that usually don't fight a lot of times because they just go on to see the judge. No, nobody wants any extra. Trouble. I mean, if it's a fight, it's a fight over the phone. But like that's intake, you know. So the yeah. tombs is intake. That's not. It, it doesn't start happening until you get to. And, and that's not even the tombs. The tomb. The tombs is a uh, is is a is a is a different kind of lockup. Bullpen therapy, central bookings is when you go uh, to that kind of thing that you're talking about. We go cell to cell until you reach the courtroom. You, it doesn't start happening until you go to the tombs. You go to the boat. You go to Rikers Island. You know that's where people are kind of stationary. You know, and then yeah. the, the people start praying on the week, and that's when you yeah. start to see. Did that you go to Rikers? Did you ever go to Rikers? Oh yeah. And how how long were you there for? What's the longest time you did? Uh, nine months. All right, that's a while on Rikers. And so how far into that did you realize, all right, I got to fight this guy? Oh, no, you got to do that right away, you know? You do. Oh, right away. I mean, like, because, you know, people are praying on the week. and Can't get punked in there, yeah, no? There's, if, you get punked, if you get punked the first day, you're going to have a long road, man, the rest of the way. What's the way that somebody tried to punk you? Like, how do you know, how do you know that, okay, a guy, a guy is trying to do this, even though he may not seem on the surface? Somebody might just sit right next to you, and they might just bump your leg like this. And, they, and if you don't do nothing, then, 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 they'll, then they'll start going, yo, man, what's going on? They'll start putting their fingers in your pocket. It's very uh, intrusive. Got to break your jaw, Jimmy. You got to do something, So man. if a guy bumps your leg, do you say you something? You got to bump him back and be like, yo, what's up, man? You know, you got to knuckle up. You got to do something, man. You got to let you got to let people know in that kind of environment. I don't like to talk about this a lot, but since you asked, if you're in that environment, you got to let people know that you're a little freaking crazy. You know what I'm saying? And once you do that, once you've established dominance, then people are like, okay, that's not going to be an easy target. Let me leave him alone. And every once in a while, you got to flip out. I wouldn't have handled it well. I would have said, sir, I'm sure it was inadvertent, but your leg bumped mine. Let's avoid that if we can. (laughs) See, that's not bad as long as you would hit him afterwards. You know? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. I don't want to hit him afterwards. I don't punch very hard. But I'm fascinated by that because there's. There's the, like you know the the ability to survive in that situation. It, it's not an easy place. I don't want to say that what the choices that that you'd have to make in there, Jimmy. I know what the choice would be. Believe me, I would tr- be the only the only survival mechanism if I was had would be being funny. That's the only shot. Uh, not the only. Well, no, <laughs> Jimmy. I mean before that one, Jimmy. I, I trust me. Do you don't think I know that they would cut out a mop and make me wear it on my head? And, Fucking hustle for cigarettes. I understand. Fresh fish. Yeah, I know. Jimmy yeah. comes in. I, 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 I wouldn't be allowed to stand when I urinated. I understand. I, I if I was in their cell with you, I'd protect you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. They'd that. have to get through me. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm not touching anybody. You're a good friend. All right. I do appreciate that's, it. That, that's, something, that's something good that you, that was well, something bad that you go through in life. And as long as you use it to turn it around like I'm doing right now, like I talk to a lot of my younger students and a lot of the youth about things like that so that they won't repeat those kind of mistakes. You know, this that's that's no place for anybody to be. It's not cool in there. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not a it's a thing of the past. It's something that like I don't I don't advise anybody to but go. But to into. read the situation it also like to read other people's intentions really well. I, I never would have thought that was a problem if a guy did that. Because I don't I that I just wouldn't read that right. Well just being in a certain environment, you know, being being introduced to a raw environment teaches you how to read people you don't need to be locked up to learn how to read people yeah. i mean you can be in a good environment and learn how to read people if your parents gave you the proper upbringing you know yeah. 
I mean, so that's how I see that. Yeah, I read people well in a, in a different way. I, you know, I, I sense violence very well because I'm not good at it. So I've learned how to walk away from it very quickly. Like I go. can sense when it's happening. Go. That's good. Yeah, it's like a spider sense. Yeah, very, very, very good. Vagina sense. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get yes. me out. Fight or flee. Oh, oh, no, no. It's, uh, it's uh, what is fight it? Or uh, fight or flight. Fight or flight, yeah. But that's kind of a similarity, though, I feel like, between fighting and comedy in the sense that you have to be able to read a situation quickly. Why is the like, guy talking energy, in the, whatever, right? Why is the guy talking in the front row? Yeah. Why is that guy heckling? Is he being a piece of shit? Or is he literally trying to have fun? Or is he mad at me because his girlfriend is like, you, you do have to make those quick judgments, yeah. but it's not the same as being locked up on Rikers. No, I'd imagine not. not. Comedy is just a reiteration of truth, man. As long as you can make people understand something and kind of put it in a twist, you know, then you got them, man. Yeah, that's why they get mad at you sometimes, too. They don't like the, whatever truth you're saying that you think is the truth that they don't think is the truth. It gets ugly. But speaking, of, you know, Matt and I were talking before you came in, too, and I wanted to ask you about this, too, about fight promotion. There's a little bit of uh, flack now going back and forth between uh, Aljo Sterling and Cody Garbrandt mm-hmm. because, you know, um, Aljo wants to eventually fight him for the belt. And it got to a point, it was almost like when Conor Mayweather, do you know what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. Conor Mayweather, where uh, they were going back and forth and, and he said, uh, uh, get in line, boy. Cody said this to, to Aljo. And, and he also, he said, uh, you, uh, you can't get mad at the boy. And Aljo's like, unless you're KKK, stop calling me boy. It got to a racial place. And how do you feel about like pre-fight promotion like that where a guy is saying something, would that personally offend you? Would you go like, that's fucking out of line or that's just pre-fight shit talking? I mean, I don't like to try to take things on like a racial platform, but I could see where he's coming from. If sure. somebody's calling you a boy and you're a freaking man, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially if it's like, you know, in that kind of context, you know, but like, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, from a fighter's uh, perspective, you know, beyond this whole racial thing, you know, Al Jermaine is he's hungry, man. You know, yes. he's a young lion and he wants to eat, you know, and he's letting the champ know like, yo, man, like, you know, I, I want to scrap, you know, like, you know, so you're sitting there talking all this waiting in the line stuff, you know, and I'm talking about fighting, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, I, I get it. Yeah, the same thing happened with Conor and Floyd. They went after Conor. Like, eh. Well, the only thing that's that's saving uh, Cody is uh, is his clip of hanging with the boys. Yeah. He likes to say boys. He, he does. He, he does. said boy and boys. That that might be saving him. It is different. Though. We don't have that clip. Boys, yeah, boys is different. Do we <laughs> have the Do we have that clip? Because I fucking it, love it's it. Very different. Even if you put the remix on, I need to hear him say it. But I don't. By the way, Did you ever I, see that clip of the hanging with the boys? Mm-mm. Well, then you have to hear it. It's so great. He's drinking at an Ultimate Fighter house. I'm sorry, Jimmy. That's okay. You probably have something way more interesting no, 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 to no, say no. than what I'm saying now. <laughs> so he's he's drinking with them at. I don't even know if he's drinking, but everybody's drinking at the uh, Ultimate Fighter house, and they kept going to clips him. And every time he looked at the camera, or else he'd be saying, "Yo, hanging with the boys." Didn't his girlfriend uh, saying something to him too. Oh, she's funny. It was kind of cute. She's just like, "You're acting like a douche." <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a little. It was tanks. fucking funny. <laughs> you got it. Listen yeah. to this. Hanging with the boys. Where's Guida and that sexy Lexi? I want a sexy Lexi. I'm a man. You know it. Hanging with the boys. Hanging with the boys. Good. Good. We're hanging with the boys. Oh. <laughs> I fucking I can't. I 
Uh, it makes me want. Nah, I, 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 I'll say one thing, man. I don't, I don't think Cody's about that life. About, I don't either. About ignorance. Oh, I don't like either. That. He's he's just he's just a wild dude, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I don't I, think I he's. It. I don't think he's meaning it to be nah, hateful. He, he's a nah, nice guy. Listen, Aljo's my guy. He yeah. literally is. You know, I love Aljo, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 and I, I like Cody a lot. I don't think Cody. I do. You know, I don't. Sometimes either. it could just nah, come nah, out where yeah. it's like, hey, boy, you're trying to disrespect somebody, but yeah, you know, sometimes you're just talking shit. Yeah. It's kind. It's kind of like a. Like like I'm here I'm the champ you know you get get in line boy you yeah know what I'm saying exactly. kind of like a like a you know you're not you're not on my level kind of thing yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get it I think Aljo's just like yeah you never <laughs> the only problem is <laughs> Aljo's funny though Aljo's like yeah you didn't you're not calling in all your beefs with T J Dillashaw and Dominic <laughs> I don't think I heard boy once so I'm like all right Aljo once I'm like no nah, he's not like that but I don't think Cody's like that just I think sometimes out. when you're just talking shit to fight people yeah, just say man. things and mm-hmm. you know it, it and is other times you're just hanging with the boys other times that's what you're doing. Stop. once I hear it it's in my fucking head I understand it that the shit out of everybody around me <laughs> no it doesn't annoy me it does Jimmy because no, I'm going to say it 10 more times before we're out I, I would love you to say it 12 <laughs> it what never bothers the, me what else we, other UFC news we got we could talk about with the great David I want to know more about the Bronx did you ever read a book there's a great book called Random Family it's about this woman. Uh, she spent 10 years in the Bronx with these Latin families getting to know the way they live. It was a fascinating look into life in the Bronx. You ever hear of it or read it or no? <laughs> Sounds like my mom's. <laughs> really? No, no. I haven't read the book, though. Yeah, it was, it was really... She just kind of immersed herself in the South Bronx and talked about the families there. It was, it was a great book. I have nothing else to add. I was just kidding. <laughs> That's the beginning, middle, and end of that you story. You have a, a lot of siblings or any siblings? No, or? I have a sister. Oh, not you, oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, I got four. I got three on my mom's side, and, and I got twenty-one on my dad's side. Oh my! That's your record, you're, by the way. You're twenty-one dead. and three. Twenty-one on your dad's side. <laughs> twenty-one on my. Dad's Are you side. tight with your dad? We all right. We all right. Yeah, you know? I mean, a little we, bit. My dad. My dad's a is a, is a crazy Jamaican dude, man. Yeah. You know, he's a, What's with the? Like, let me just ask you this. <laughs> uh, no, because Aljo's Jamaican. You you talk to Aljo Sterling at all? A, a little bit. Yeah. Aljo's yeah, yeah, got yeah. nineteen brothers and sisters. <laughs> What is with this, these Jamaican men and spreading have, their they, seed? They have very few things they, they enjoy doing. They, they had a little Genghis Khan on them. Yeah, they, right? They, they want to they live. Man. When they, they find something live. they like, they do it a lot. <laughs> it's amazing. 21. Wow. Well, tw- I mean, they're right in the same ballpark. Yeah, 19 much, with Aljo. Too much CMOS, man. Too that much is CMOS. a lot. Now, with how many? With a few different women. Oh yeah, I'm amazed at the what a rap you must have to pull it off with that many girls. I mean, I I, I mean, I mean, my dad was a different. He moved a kind of different way, you know. Some some guys would just had to have a mouthpiece on them, yes. so they're able to make the smoke. And you know, my dad had a lot of money because, like, you know, he was a drug dealer back in the day, so he was a millionaire. Jamaican. Oh wow. Okay. So, yeah, he was. It, it, that's real. And um, you know, so you know, when he would pull up in a Baltic blue Benz. You know, he, he's going to get anything he wants. It doesn't matter yeah. how many kids that he's got. You know, he's, 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 he's wearing Ferragamos, you know, Rolexes and things like that. You know? how, how, so you grew up with that as your dad. That was a, that's a tremendous, that's, a, what a, what a, that's, like, that's like the guy you're looking to. So I mean, I didn't see that part be, because he was gone out of my life before that. Was, but like, okay. you know, those are the stories and the pictures that I see of him. You know what I mean? But Does he do that now or no? Oh, no, those days are over. Okay. <laughs> Is he, he's, out of, he's not in jail though? No. Okay, cool. You have children? Yeah. yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two and one on the way. My oh, son's going to be born hopefully before this fight. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Really? Yeah, he's the, due the 10th of, se- of September. And oh, that's great. Congratulations, how you, man. How old are your other kids? Eight, and my son's about to be seven. My oh, daughter's same, eight. Same yeah. as mine, man. I got eight, six, and four. Nice. That's great. Nice. That's awesome. Um, now, being a father, is it this, not the prime, is it the same baby mamas or... Different. Couple, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, now, are you? How are you? You and your children? Because I and I'm, a, I'm as a parent, I can't understand. I just can't comprehend 
when guys are not involved with their kids or so I just can't it's just it's just almost mind blowing to me. And I and I lose a lot of respect for guys that are uh watch he's like I don't even talk to my kids. <laughs> I'm looking at them. I go well, that, that don't because the kids the kids they're like, yo, where's my dad? Where's yeah. your, where's my like mom? And you've been through that with your Benthor. father. Benthor. How does it feel with yourself being a father? What does it make it? How does it, how do you look at being a father coming up the way you did? I mean, I, I understand a lot of things, and and I'm not angry at my father the way that I used to be when I was a kid because I'm a father myself, and I've been through the struggles with women. Yeah, so I can understand <laughs> some of the things that he's gone through. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you know, I have, I have with my son and my daughter. I don't have a, a complete healthy relationship with their mom. Um, I'm, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a great role model right now for my kids and I, w- yeah. I would be somebody that you know should be able to be around their kids and it's really difficult to spend time with my kids because you know the moms I have to go through there yeah, yeah, and all a, of this I kind of you. bull crap and stuff like that you know and it's you, you, you gotta deal with it you know you're doing good you're moving on you don't fit the description that they're telling the child you know what I mean? You're yeah. winning. You're doing things. You're an, you're an influence on other people. I don't yeah. want you hanging around that guy. You know yeah. that guy's not a piece of shit. The way I've been telling you, he is. Yeah, right. You have to hope when they get older that they start to, in in, in in a lot of different people's cases like this, that you know right now they're just hearing a lot from their mother. When they get older, they start making up their own mind. Oh look, there's my my dad on TV. Oh look, there's him in an interview. There's him fighting in front of twenty thousand people, and instead of selling drugs, doing what he could have done with a lot of guys where he came up with done. So they will eventually, it's got to be difficult because I'm not in that situation, but you know, the most I get is, ah, you, you didn't put out the Lord, that garbage, your dad. <laughs> I get that. Well, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't get some serious shit, but it's got to be it, going through it now, even though eventually you got to, you probably realize that they'll come to realize the truth, it's got to be rough when you're going through it at this age, right? At that age, that young age. It is rough that you're going through it. And, and I think that the reason that I have like, uh, you know, the different kids with different moms and stuff yeah. like that. And, and my and I have the failed relationships and some, t- yeah. and some of my kids are n- not so much the residue of failed relationships, but they're yeah. kind of like, you know, this is what happened. It's because I needed my dad, man. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have that schooling, man. I didn't. That's nobody, it. nobody told me, hey, man, this is what you're gonna have to go through when you deal with these women. That's this is what you don't do. You know, like make when you go to have children, do these decisions. So I just learned. I learned on the fly. Did you see him at all when you were growing up? Would you occasionally see him? Oh no, I didn't see my dad until I was in my twenties, my late twenties. But you wow. knew about him and you knew who he was. I knew about him and I knew who he was, and I heard that I had other brothers uh, and stuff like that from him. My brothers are, were, were were also athletes and stuff like that, boxers, professional boxers. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, rekindle a relationship with my dad until I was about like twenty six, twenty seven. What was that like to talk to him when you were an adult? It was kind of crazy, man, because I was looking at him. I heard all these crazy stories about him, and then like you know, when he first pulled up, you know, he came with his uh, with his boy. <laughs> And he had a 38 on him, you know. He was like, me not me off, I know y'all big man now, you know. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I'm not mad at you, Pop. I just oh, he brought a 38 just in oh, case? yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah. And uh, hysterical, was he happy really? to see you? He was happy to see me, but like if I tried some stupid <laughs> shit, you know, like he was yeah. definitely going to put me in my place. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. That's, that's my dad. The know? biological bond is amazing. Like if it's, even if you feel he didn't do right by you or, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like. It's still, it's still blood. It's, it's right. It's like you have that forgiveness. Totally. Where totally. somebody who doesn't, who might be like, oh, how could you talk to him if he didn't wasn't there for you? But yet you still, you know, have that that love, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Strange? Well, I mean, for me, because I had like always a deep understanding. I'm a deep person, you know. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a shallow dude, you know. So uh, with me, I, I looked at it, and I always look at two sides of the fence, you know, two sides of the coin. 
You know, some 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 of my brothers they don't like him. They yeah. they can't stand him. Some of my sisters they they don't like him. They're like, oh, he didn't do anything for me, but they don't understand his troubles. Yeah. They never really said, what did this guy have to go through? What did my mom do? You know, to uh. also cause situations. You know, but you know, being in my relationships and stuff like that, I knew that he wasn't the only one at at, at you know you know who was a uh, who was a part of the reason me not uh, spending time and growing up with him. Wow. So, by the way, that was a tremendous Jamaican accent you just put on. That, Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it was phenomenal. Good. It was good. Yeah, I understood about half. I, I can't pick it all up. That was very good. So you guys started talking and you just got along. We got along. I, I you know, I, I hung around him and I was like, man, this is an ill dude, man. You know, this this guy's like and he just told me all these crazy stories. He told me I used to like, you know, you know, because uh, he was uh, into betting on horse race on, on uh, racing horses. And he said that like how, you know, he got almost got into a beef with John Gotti. You know what I mean on one of the um, on one of the aqueducts because that was like his thing. He had a lot of money, and that's what that's what those guys were doing. They were they were betting money on 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 racehorses and stuff like that. So he would just tell me stories like that, and I'd just be like, "Damn, you know, this is." I thought I you know I thought I was a bad dude until I met my dad, and yeah. I just realized I just made bad choices. Yeah. He was the gangster, you know. Yeah. So did not you, me. Has he come to see you fight? Nah, he watches it though. He, he watches does. He watch does. It. Yeah. And what does he think of that? I mean, he told me he said. <laughs> Like he said, he, he, he like you, 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 you gotta, you gotta hurt these kids, man. He said, he said it's a hurt business, David. You know, he, he, you have to, like you, you got, you gotta beat them boys. You got, you gotta beat them up. Where in Jamaica is he from? From all over. I mean, he's got a lot of family in Mandeville, Kingston, uh, different parts. Have you spent time there? Never been there. Yeah, I've never gone either. But uh, Kingston's supposed to be, a, that's supposed to be a, at times a scary place. Yeah, shanty town a little bit over there, you know, and he's he's been through all, all of that stuff, you know. I got a lot of family that is still there. Oh, then maybe you could hook up Jimmy with a gig over there, Jimmy. Do your thing over there. <laughs> they're probably, they're probably See, sure. I flew here from New York. Do your chip thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there are gigs and resorts and stuff like that, but I, I you know. Yeah, I don't travel enough. We're talking about shanty town, man. Not the not the not the gigs and not the resorts. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. I, I don't think I would do go over <laughs> no too zinc well. houses. No zinc houses. Shanty town. I, I I've I've driven through them in Brazil. <laughs> When With I your was, fucking doors locked. Oh yeah, I didn't get out. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, figured I'll try to act like I live there. But no, they, uh, they you do that when you're in a place you're not familiar with. But then, no, they actually do that in the favelas. You can actually go in, but you have hey, to have permission I, from the, the mm-hmm. dealer. But I, we just couldn't. My friend Keith, he's from Philly, and we went and he goes, ah, we can't do that. He goes, it's like it's like you can't just go in there and look at people in their homes. It's like going to a petting zoo. It's just creepy to I go gotta, in there and watch people living yeah, in yeah. poverty. I gotta ask David something now. Being, you know. The whole Jamaican thing. I got a buddy of mine, uh, Jamaican Pete. You know Jamaican mm-hmm. Pete, right? He's a Henzo Gracie guy. Uh, it, you know, he, it's a while. You know, this is a while ago, man. I must have been in my mid twenties, and we were talking about you know banging about you know whatever with chicks and this sure. and that. So I go, he goes, look, man. He goes, I got this stone, this little Jamaican stone. He goes, you, you wet it. And you you rub it on the tip of your cock. On the, I don't listen. Listen, he might know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you man. rub the stone on the head of your cock a few times, and man, you'll you're, you'll go you'll go all night. Here's what that is. It's probably it's probably a free base rock, which keeps your dick harder. <laughs> cocaine would keep your dick harder. That's, if you have that's, really? that's, that's called pussy suffocation, man. But you know? what? So wait, you heard of what, I, what I'm talking about? For no? sure. What's the rock? It's like a little like a like a Chinese stone, and I guess it just like numbs you up, you know. So you can just you could you could go to town for a longer time. See, I would lose my erection though. I would no. hate that. I would no, lose it's my not heart good on. about it though. I remember I, like I did that thing, and maybe I did too many wipes on it because I wanted to impress a girl. And fucking, she's like, "Oh, did you, what, did you any did you use any like lubricant or anything?" Like a pussy was numb afterwards. 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess that didn't really do the trick. Yeah, I I'm like, I don't even it. know if this feels good. I'm like, I just feel numbness. I would lose it. Yeah, but my kid, it felt good. It but my point is that uh, I, I, it was ages. But he gave me that thing, and I would know being like, oh, I got the the secret. I'm gonna be destroying things. Who wants to borrow someone's rock though? No, he oh, gave me my own rock. <laughs> it's all a little pebble left. Yeah. <laughs> the Jamaican Pete's been the, fucking. The, the, the secret is in the diet, man. As long as you got a good diet, you're gonna be able to give them girls cocky all night, man. What's it? Really? Right, let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's discuss the diet because that whatever well, I, help I can get at this. Well, age. I, had, I had Burger King and I slayed some. <laughs> I did all right this morning. I should. I ate horribly. I say thank God I rolled this morning. Do you remember Jason Gershon? Yeah, man. Of course you do. I do. Yeah, yeah man. He fucking. Uh, I trained with him this morning. He's a Hensel Gracie black belt. Actually, you know, he's my black belt. What the fuck am I saying? And uh, and you know Pete Drago cell, of course. How often do you roll like in the off season? And do you put the gi on at all anymore? I though? do. I put it on with my students like every week. You enjoy um, it, or I enjoy it. It's fun. The breaking the grips. It I, is. It I is. do enjoy it. I don't. I don't make too much of it. I don't look at it as sporty. No, I'm not that guy to undress you. There's guys that just look at this move and they. Take the little jacket off and they're feeding it on. I go, hey, dude, that's too many moving parts. Yeah, I like yeah, to use yeah. it as a jacket just to strangle somebody, right? And offset that's the balance. Jimmy gets a, Jimmy likes when I talk about jujitsu. I, I, I do. I'll I grab can... a sleeve here and there. Make yeah, my of course. Grips on the gi, it's nothing wrong because like, they can grab you back. Yeah, I'm not like undressing. But, and all but that you stuff. have to like when they're grabbing you and they're controlling you. You have to address those grips and fight and, get, and it helps your posture. It really does. Only only the one Matt when when uh, when Henzo hides the lapel in the hand. Yeah, and he goes look. When I put the arm <laughs> yeah. across the neck, the motherfucker forget that I have this on the other side. And then look. What's that oh, mean? Oh, oh, oh. That's a good Enzo. It's a great Enzo. What's that mean? He hides the lapel in the hand. Uh, like he, he'll go to choke you with his arm, yeah. but, he's, but he's got the lapel inside of his hand, you know? So yeah. when you go to defend the arm, you, you grab the arm, but you left the lapel behind, yeah. you know? Okay, so mm. he, and then he chokes you with that. Yeah. It's fun, Jimmy. And, and it's something you could use with a regular... The gi is a jacket. See, Matt will see jackets. We'll be in the subway. He'll see a jacket. And he'll, and he'll go, oh, that's a gift. Like, oh, he, like that's nice a leather jacket. <laughs> Can you Open. choke someone with a leather jacket? Oh, come on, Jimmy. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Everything. And it, I mean... The fish, I mean, you're so used to just doing. But how it's do you do? It seems like it'd be tough to grab a leather jacket and move we're, it. Like, we're sitting here talking about me. You get, we we, we got to talk about Matt. Like no, I, this, 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 about this, this the guy that I, I used to look up to. I mean, I mean, like I used to watch his grappling tournaments and see him do like uh, amazing best. athletic <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? I used to be like, damn, I seen uh, this dude cartwheel out of a freaking Iponse Onage, man. <laughs> you don't see that, man. Uh, you Leo, don't see that. Leo, Leo Vera yeah, you, you don't see stuff like that, man. You, you, 18 you, years ago. If you get uh, Iponse Onage, you get tossed on your dome yeah. piece or in your back, you know what I mean? You don't cartwheel out of something like that, you know what I mean? Thank that you. don't happen, you know? Ah, Branch is great, man. We came from the same lineage, man. We, you know what I'm saying? You just it's weren't like, having it. That's what yeah. it was, man. No, <laughs> Henzo would teach me not to accept it. That's don't right. accept it, man. There's one thing if you're on top and a guy's trying to put you down on bottom, and let's say they got you in a scorpion grip on your leg or a lockdown, whatever you want to call it, and your knee's going to separate, you got to cut your losses. Other than that, don't accept it. Fight it to that. So, I mean, Henzo always put that in me, man, especially in tournaments because he'd be like, look. And it, trans it transfers over to fighting where a guy gets on top, you know, worst case scenario, you both, if he's getting up from bottom, you're both neutral. But if he gets on top and you allow him to put you down, 
Now he's dominating you. You don't just do that because you have a decent guard. You know, that's the problem with some of these guys just snatching their legs. The guys are going to get on top. They'll go with a leg. If they lose that leg, now they're on bottom. That's all fine and dandy when you're just having a submission grappling tournament. A uh, submission tournament, whether it's jujitsu or, or no-gi grappling. But you're in a fight. Now a guy's throwing fucking elbows on you. And you're conditioned yeah. to doing that. Yeah. So I'm not hating on the leg locks. I'm, I'm just saying, every time I reverse the fight from bottom from on top in the UFC, it was when attacking the leg. But it's a big difference between doing that and losing a position. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For that risk where yeah, a lot of yeah. times it's hard to get that that fucking submission. You liking the legs a lot lately or no? Mm, I mean, so for, for fighting, you know, yeah. I'll do I'll do something. I'll sit back on a guy's leg the the last 20 yeah, seconds. Of course, of yeah. Last, Why not? You know, I'll do something like that. Yeah, and I know, how, I know how to get it fast enough that if I get a hold of that heel, it's, yeah. I, I, don't, I only need like a few seconds to get, to get the yeah. pain going. But I'm not going to do that something like that in the middle of a fight. I'd rather come down and rain the steel, you know? Because you've got a very strong positional game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm really excited about this fight with you and Luke because, I mean, it, it's a great... It's First of all, it's great. He's a great name, man. The guy's only got a couple, maybe a few losses altogether. And this is the... the when, how come he hasn't been? Has he in, was he injured? Is why he didn't fight so long? I don't know. That, that Bisping fight feels like it's been. Well, Lawler, ago. Lawler took a long time too after uh, Woodley knocked him out, and I'm wondering, like, did, what, did it just psychologically? Because physically, he was happened. probably ready to come back. But you I know, mean, Chris, yeah, I mean, he was kind of saying that he wanted a couple other fights. Some guys when, weren't taking the fight. When but, was that fight with Bisping? When was the last time he fought? It's, I think it's like 13, 14 months. Yeah, ago. It, it is a yeah. while ago. I mean, really. Yeah, it feels like it's longer than that. Even well, it is pretty long actually. It's over a year. How many? Sure. You had a couple of fights in that p- yep. time. About three. And who has Bisping fought since then? <laughs> he fought Dan Henderson. That's right. And he fought. Uh, wait, did he fight anybody else besides Dan Henderson? Had the uh, Silver fight was before that. Yeah, yeah. Henderson's the last one. Oh, Henderson's, Henderson's the last, the last one. one. Yep. I don't mind him fighting George. You cool with George? You know St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. He comes at the same. What, what do you think of GSP? Uh, yeah, Luke's last fight was June fourth of last year. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Fourteen months. What do you think of GSP Bisping? Is it hard to be honest now? Because you are buddies with him. We are putting you on the spot. All your friends with St. Pierre. Honesty is, listen to me, honesty is the best thing, man. I need, we need that barbershop branch right now. <laughs> get it. Man, George is going to get fucked up. No, we get it. But listen, no, honestly, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I mean, like knowing George, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Yeah. You know, I think that he's taking a lot of time off. But knowing how he is. Okay, and even me picking up certain of uh, uh, like some of his training habits and yeah. uh, you know his ethic. Um, he's gonna train real hard. He's gonna be you know really prepared. He's gonna he's gonna you know make sure he goes in there and, and he's gonna drill the shit out of moves and stuff like that. Um, politically wise, you know, um, it puts me in a bind. You know what I mean? Because you know Bisping loses that fight. Then you know, then it's then we're talking Robert Whitaker becoming you know the champion and his interim belt being honored as champion, and then now we're talking about me swinging in the wind until the knee gets you know fixed up, and then we got the Cuban, you know what I mean? So yeah. you know, it gets a little political for me. Uh, I I'm not really gonna speak on that too much. I just hope that the best man wins. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I would I would like George to make money in that fight. You know, so it does yeah, right? Because you start you have to start thinking of your place in the rankings and who you're gonna fight next and where you lie. I mean, it's just it's strategic. You have to you have to think that way. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's certain guys in the division obviously that you know I don't you know really choose to fight. You know what I mean? Um, Rafael Sapo, Natal, of course, uh, Derek Brunson. You know that freaking yeah. guy sleeps on my fucking kid's bed. Um, Chris White, who, who Brunson does. Yeah. What's this? A Br- Derek sleeps on your kid's bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, when he comes over, or he sleep on my bed. You know, he's got keys to my house. He can come and go as he pleases. I didn't you know? know. I didn't know Derek 
trained out here, Derek Brunson. He, co- he comes, he comes and goes. You know, he, he comes and goes. You know, okay. um, but he, he primarily trains out in uh, Albuquerque in okay. uh, North Carolina. Did you think he got fucked in that silver fight? I yeah, thought he, he did. did. I thought so too. Yeah, he yeah, did. I was there. Oh, you were? Yeah, I was there. I helped corner him. But those are like three guys that you know I, I don't really have any interest fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's enough guys out there and enough other opportunities where I don't really have to you know you know do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean un- unless it has to be. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, then, then we, then we got to go out and then we got to talk as men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, what are we gonna do here? You know what I mean? Beside all of this shit, you know. Yeah. I mean, but if I if I can avoid those, then I'm gonna do that. You know, if you can avoid the guys that you really like and know, and, and it'll be harder to. Those guys sure. are are the ones, yeah. That I don't really, I don't really want to get. I don't really want to static with those guys. You know. Yeah, it's it's gotta be harder if you really like somebody. When you when you, it's it's not even that it's like part of the and also I know I remember I remember David came down before to help uh, Chris. Uh, they got some sparring in down at Longo's. That was that feels like ages ago, but uh, you know I mean and Chris goes into the city a lot, so it's like when you train with each other every day, you don't. Or enough, it, it kind of makes it a little awkward. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, for you, you and everybody around you, and you got to get up to a certain yeah. amount. You know what I mean? You've been in there. You got to. You got to. You, it is the hurt business at the end of the day. Like in other words, like Jimmy, like if he's gonna fight Chris, it would it would be a little conflicting because I'm like, all right, now I got to train Chris to try to hurt my friend. Like you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. To try to hurt him. It's not because winning. Is, I mean, yeah. yes, it'd be great if you could just get down, maybe and get him in a choke, or, but otherwise, you got to beat him up to get that choke. You know why? Because yeah. he's trying to hurt you. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very, it gets tricky sure. with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could, like, listen, if you're around the UFCs enough and you're around other fighters, you pretty much like everybody. Like, Chris Lytle's one of my, I love C. That guy, I really love that guy. He's a great, great guy. And we were very conflicted on our second fight. Yeah. And we ended up doing it. And I got a scar to fucking with me for life, which I don't mind. I, strangely, I like that better than with a guy that I didn't like. Like if Frank Trigg gave me a scar, I'd be like, oh, that cock. But it's Chris. I'd be like, oh, I, I, sometimes I'm shaving and I see my scar. I go, oh, I got I to call Lytle. <laughs> I haven't talked to Lytle in a while. Because I, I don't give a shit, man. I love that guy. But, uh, but it was conflicting. Because I had to fight that dude in his hometown in my last fight. It's my last fight ever. And uh, I'm like, man, if I win, I'm going to be a, like, I'm taking my guy out and my buddy in his hometown. It's weird. It's a very, it messes with your psyche a it little does, bit. It does, right? It's it the, does. It's like what Matt said. It's the hurt yeah. business. And when I train for fights, when I train to yeah. fight a fighter, I'm training to use maximum lethal force against him. I'm trying to hurt you, man. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> I've done some some messed up things to fighters, you know, and. You know, that's not even the half of what I can do. You know, I haven't, I don't even think I showed, I don't even know, I don't even think I know what I'm capable of if I just go out there and just really open up on somebody. I've always been strategic. You know, I've always been a thinking guy. I've never just blanked out on somebody, you know what I mean? But like, you know, that's the thing. You know, when, when I sign a contract, like I'm fighting, you know, Lucas, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my mind frame is on, is on, you know, killing this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's it, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know, I don't, you know, want to be his friend. I don't care about the shit that he's done. I don't care about the good things that he's done for communities or people or if, or if he's been fucked up. I'm going to go in there with one kind of thing. I'm, I'm going to try to fucking murder this motherfucker, you know? I'm going to hurt this kid, you know? And, that's and, and, you know, for him, too, do you put it in your mind at all what the other guy's mindset might be? Because this is a huge fight for him. The first I don't care. fight since he I lost. Don't care. I, I mean, he's, he's be, he better be thinking like me. Because if not, then this going to be... He, he's going to turn over and he's going to give it to me easy, you know what I mean? But he better fight, you know? Because if... If he don't, then it's going to be bad. And this is five rounds. Mm-hmm. How, right. that, how do you feel about that? Have You've you done, done that five, before. This is before, my world, yeah. man. This is my. I have the most, beside Anderson Silva, right now in this division, I have the most experience with five-round fights. Oh. Tell me about that. Now, that, that's from your... That's from your 
prior time as champion, right? Six it's, fights as champion. And and how many of those went? Twenty five minutes or close to it. Or the Lewis Taylor went uh, five rounds, and then I finished him in the fifth round. The uh, the um, Clifford Starks round uh, fight went five rounds. The Vinny Magales fight went five rounds. The Yushin Okami round uh, fight went four rounds until I knocked him out. Oh, you wow. know, so I'm used to these dog round these these uh, five round dog fights. You know what I mean? Plus, you're training for me. five too. Yeah, I'm not going to get tired yeah. out there. I'm not. I'm, the fatigue is not going to. That, that's not. I, I conditioned myself with like some of the best in the top athletes. You know, I, I'm a mixed martial artist, but I don't train MMA. I'm one of the guys that doesn't train MMA. You know, I train in every single style discipline, and then me and my team we put everything together like gumbo at the you, end. You just mentioned two guys that are that that you finished in the championship rounds. That's huge. You finished the guy in the fifth. You yeah. finished another guy in the fourth. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I didn't even think of that, Jimmy. Yeah, I knew. Jimmy, that didn't even come to my mind. Mine neither. I don't know, Jimmy. I'm having so much fun. I'm glad David's in here. Yeah, you know? I'm really and he's from too. New York. You know what I mean? He's I'm gonna glad be. To be here. He's gonna be a friend of the show. After some UFCs, you got to pop in and talk to us about some UFC cards. I can look at the fucking look at the time already, Jimmy. Right? Hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a fucking pretty long time. I'm not trying to make this party end. I'm just saying. <laughs> that, what is your <laughs> Instagram? Because I, I first of all, I watched your barbaclap shit. Well, that was on uh, Twitter. Clip. It's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No, it's on. It's, it's not. It's, it's on, on Instagram. It's on Instagram. Oh, is it too? Okay. Fuck yeah. Correct me, Chris, the fucking producer. <laughs> yeah. It's what never, is? Never give give us both your Twitter and your Instagram. Uh, Twitter is uh, David C. Branch MMA and Instagram is David Branch 32 at David Branch 32. It gets confusing sometimes because then you put the, the at mention from Twitter on Instagram and it's the wrong guy mm-hmm. or, the, or the vice versa. It, it's hard to get the same one on both platforms sometimes. And if any kids are out there that are in trouble or if anybody's like looking to train, then they go to David Branch Jiu-Jitsu. I want to train. I'm not in trouble, but I, I want to go. He's trying to get me to go to Henzo's. And I'm you just, train for free at my place. And you're also working with Jamie English. Jamie, Jamie English. Are we, we uh, what the fuck's his? What the, Crowder. Jamie, Jamie Crowder. Crowder yeah. Jamie, you know, you never worked with fucking Jamie English I've, I've, from Hanzo's? I've, I've worked with him, but like that's not what. Like, oh, that's uh, not your boy. Yeah. That's not your guy. I mean, he's my boy, but like that's he's not. Your, okay. Yeah. All right. I know you worked with him before a little mm-hmm. bit. Who's your main guy for stand up? I work with a guy named Leonard Wilson. Yeah, I want to give uh, credit where credit is due. Okay. Yeah, he, he trains uh, Saddam Ali, uh, Richard Hitchison's. Uh, 2012 Olympian, uh, a lot of former Olympians, a lot of former uh, pro boxers. Um, And then I train with uh, 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 Sean Hines. And Sean Hines is a is a uh, hardcore Muay Thai stylist. Yeah, I'm training with uh, Anjan Topic, uh, which is one of the, the one of the best Muay Thai fighters here in the United States. Um, He also teaches at my school as well. Um, He does his own thing, Anjan. Uh, so those are the guys that I'm yeah. pretty much working with my stand-up and then my sparring partners, you know. Yeah. I, I work with a lot of professional boxers, a lot of Olympians. Um, you know, I'm around that kind of heat, you know, and, and, and that's sparring, you know. I feel... I, I, I look at, like, MMA sparring and, and, and it looks like a joke to me, you know. Pers- it's, a, it's a joke. Yeah. You want real boxing sparring for stand-up? I'm used, to, I'm used to a heavier amount of sparring, you know. So that's why I'm, like, a little numb to the, 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 the violence and I don't get a whole lot of anxiety yeah. in fights. And you get confidence from those rounds you get in. You get, you know, you mm-hmm. get that shock therapy where you know you could take a shot, give a oh, shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what you could hurt somebody with. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it with 16-ounce gloves, you could just imagine. I don't know how much sparring you do with the 4-ounce gloves. I never really did that. I would spar totally... With the uh, you know feet the floor everything with the sixteen ounce gloves because mm-hmm. you could let loose. Mm-hmm. I, I that I never under I people do that four ounce thing but 
with my little, I have no way, you got reaching it, his guy across the room, I have to fight my way in and ah! So like those little fucking gloves, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking just kill somebody. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the 16 ounce gloves, what the fuck is my point? <laughs> like, do you work more with the 16 ounce gloves with the with the MMA sparring? I do the, both. I do. I work do. with the, I work with six ounce, uh, the six ounce or seven ounce gloves. Oh, okay. And then I work with 16s. What are the eight ounce? They're, they're talking now for McGregor or Mayweather. I, I actually was just gonna tell you they ruled that they are going to wear eight ounce, not ten ounce they gloves. Are, so they oh, are going with eight ounce. Gloves. I think that's oh, very wait, wait, Were they wearing ten or sixteen? It was before? ten ounce. Oh, I thought it was sixteen before. Okay, so they're wearing yeah. eight ounce gloves now. Who's gonna get? That's more. You could get club more. That helps Connor a little bit. Yeah, but they're the same. I mean, the, the size is the same. I mean, but it's, it's still it's just a little bit of a lighter glove. I think it's a lot better, man, because he's so accurate. Connor is accurate, man. Mm-hmm. You saw that? You saw this? Did we talk about this already with the sparring? Yeah. Did you? We did. Fuck it. Well, Paulie. No, no, we we talked about the sparring oh, with him and Paulie. I, I, no, I thought we talked about it. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. on, on two days ago. Uh, but you you saw his, his sparring with uh, Paulie. What they put out there. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that Paulie's a really good boxer. I don't think that Paulie's like active right now. I just think that he kind of got up off his couch and and, and from uh. his boxing experience, I don't think that he, he he's not training for any fights. He's not uh, a Floyd Mayweather caliber fighter. Um, and on that level, he is a world champion. He yeah. is he is the ish in his world. Sure, but, but he's one of the real dudes. But. He's not a Floyd Mayweather, you know what I mean? And I think that like uh <clears throat> I think that it's a good sale for for Connor to like, you know, Connor did look like he did get the better of him, but I think it's a good push, you know, for, you know, the the fight uh, to show Connor like, you know, you know, ragging out a boxer like that, but that's that's not him, you know? Yeah, it's you know, not I Floyd. I, I I mean I know fighting, I'm a fighting man. I, I kind of know how this is going to go. I, I'm just interested to watch it. What's you know? your prediction on how it's going we've heard a lot of the guys, I mean <clears throat> myself included, do think Mayweather's gonna win it, even though I'd love to see Connor win it. I mean, I think that in a in a MMA situation, it wouldn't even be a, a, sure. a question about who's going to win. Yeah. In a boxing situation, I, I think that you know, you know, it's I'm going to tell you what it's like being an MMA uh, fighter sparring with r- really good boxers, and, and not yeah. like just some boxer. You know, I'm talking about like Olymp, like guys who've been through the Olympic level program. Sure, um, they're very hard to hit. Okay, and you start to get discouraged when you start swinging at somebody. And you're not hitting anything when you're swinging at air and you realize that this guy sees everything that you're doing. And then he starts to punish you. A punch comes from here. A body shot comes from here. You, you, you got all of this anxiety. You got all this intention. You, you, you know that if you can put your intention on this guy, it can be over. But you're not able to do it, you know. And it starts to make you not even want to punch. You start to get frustrated. You start, you start not even wanting to punch. You start just looking at the guy, you know. And then it just it gets worse from there. And you could feel that he knows everything you're going to oh, do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've sparred with... Uh, I, I'm going to have to like work with uh, you know, Sir Marcus again, but I've sparred with uh, another 2012 Olympian, Marcus Brown. And, uh, and this kid is sharp, you know? I, I mean, I can't even see his jabs coming, you know? I mean, I'm not going to fight anybody like that in MMA ever. You know, oh, never, you know? You're not going to fight anybody with a jab that he... Like, I'm yeah. not going to fight anybody with that kind of hand speed and that kind of hand sophistication in mixed martial arts, period, ever. You know? Um, you know so like when I get into the ring with a guy like that, it's intimidating, you know what I mean? Because you just realize that you're getting, you're way out your league, man. You're way out your league. It's going to take years for you to catch up to that. Doesn't man. that in a way, though, like, and, and again, even though you, like, you know he's in that place. So in a way, it takes. does it take a little bit of pressure off? Like, I know I'm not as supposed to be as good as he is. It does, but like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't take the pressure off when you're getting popped in the head. Those, that shit hurts, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you can't see it because you don't, you don't see it coming, you know? You know. And you're going like that, and you open your eye, yeah. bang, bang. 
You know, you don't you don't know where shit's coming from. You know, he's switching angles on you. You can't hit him every time you throw something back. You get tired. You feel like you're gonna puke. Missing you want to start you... grabbing him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that you you need to get comfortable. You, Isn't you... missing one of the hardest things to do too? Like that really wears you out too. And you're yeah, throwing big looping yeah. punches yeah. and you're missing. You didn't, you didn't get paid. You didn't get no money. You know. Connor is an accurate motherfucker, though. He is, but not, I mean, I know, but not listen, Mayweather I know. level. Uh, I know. It takes one he's, to get through. That's true, and he's very and, fast, and, and I left his great. His jab and, is vicious, but... Listen, man. One, Anything once can upon, happen. Once upon a time, I know it's a different sport, Anthony Silva was untouchable, and the guy gets close to 40, and the other guy is 40 years old, man. And, and, and Mayweather is 40, could have went to high school with me, and fucking... And, and uh, Connor's in the prime of his life. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, look, I want to you know? see a good fight too. Me too. But, and you know what other fight I think is going to be not even good, but great? It's, it's going to be uh, Rockhold Branch. Barbershop Branch? <laughs> That's what I want that guy showing up, and I know he is. I know he, because you can see it's the CV, because he's humble. You can see the martial artist, yeah. but he's going to get fucking nasty in that cage. I can sense it. Yeah, this is the fight. Right. This is the fight with What's everybody the, the next day saying, I want to see this guy in there for the fucking title shot September. it's right there it's right in your fucking reach do you feel it yes I do I'm psyched man I'm psyched for you thank you brother it's a huge thank opportunity dude you keep such a long way mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's the main event uh, Rockhold vs. Branch is 10 o'clock of course on September the 16th so you still have a little bit of time to go about a month yeah. before that but it was great having you in man I'm for really sure, really man. happy you were able to come and anytime you want to come it's be fun to have you back for sure thank you guys and uh, I just a quick uh, plug for myself uh, my tour kneeling room only tickets are going on sale all week, I have I have like you know twenty cities I'm doing. Just go to jimnorton.com/tour. I got Seattle and Portland in September to open it up at the end of the month. I got Vegas. I have New York. I have Los Angeles, uh, Minneapolis, Dallas, Austin. A whole bunch of cities. Uh, Indian, I think I said Minneapolis, Milwaukee. So please just check it out. And uh, if you want to come see me, I would love to uh, to have you come out for the shows. We had a great time today. Fantastic. The, the first, but not the last time. We're gonna get a picture with us. And, and, uh, yeah. Best of luck, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, have a great fight, man. It was really good talking to you. All right. Take care, everybody. All right. Take care, guys. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.